Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. I'm Charlotte and as always, I'm joined today by Daniel. How are you going? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, how'd you go in round two? I went well. I I climbed 2,000 places. That's good. So I'm pretty happy with that. I think the score would have been rough though, I'd imagine. I'm in a sweet spot of mediocrity where I can still climb and like gain places. But I am reaching that point where I don't think I'm going to get much further. Oh, really? Yeah. I, like my score this week was very underwhelming, but I still went up a little bit in the rankings. So I think that's a that's par for me. It's <laughs> chipping away. It's not about like it's a marathon or a sprint. Exactly. We're only in round two, so plenty to come. Exactly. Um, so we're going to do things a little bit differently today. We're going to go through some of the main team changes going into round three. And then we're going to do a buy, hold, sell of each position. Um, so in case you've got any kind of lingering issues or you've gotten injured and you don't know what to do with them, we've got a couple of options for you to kind of have a look at as well. So for the main team changes for round three, Angus Crichton has been pushed to the bench, um, being replaced by Nat Butcher. Tylan May has been named on the wing. He'll be replacing Brian Toe this week. Harry Grant has been named, but he just got ruled out um, due to a positive COVID test, so he won't be playing this week. And then Nathan Cleary and Brandon Smith have both been named amongst the reserves, which mean that they could be returning this week, which is good for those who did hold on to Cleary, potentially. Yeah, I think I think it's still not a good choice if you did hold on to Cleary for the first two rounds. But it's it's encouraging to see that he might be back this round. Um, I wouldn't be racing to pick him up this round, but I think no. you can make probably trades to try to build up a bit of cash yeah, to be able to get him in building yeah. it up yeah. getting ready for when he does come back probably round four or five yeah i think ra- yeah you're right round four or five would be what you're looking at to probably bring him in um if he plays this round round four if he plays next round round five i think probably give him a week um yeah. to play before you bring him in but definitely need to bring him in but yeah they're probably the main changes there's not really too much to these squads i know there was a few other ones like mccullock's ruled out and moses Embi is playing nine with no backup hooker but like it's only going to be for a week because mccullock didn't yeah. have a serious injury like there's little changes like that that yeah they're going to make a difference this week but they're not huge you know fantasy changing it's not changes. something where it's like a season ending injury and someone's coming in so you should pick them up yeah exactly yeah yeah too easy so i guess fully um by hold cells we'll start off with hookers so who are you thinking yeah so uh i'll jump in with the hookers so as a buy i think tom starling is looking pretty good uh 449k and a break even of 30 this week Josh Hodgson was just ruled out for the season with his he knee was, injury. It was yeah. initially going to be a four to six week injury, but I think it was ACL involved. So he's now out for the season, which is very good news for Tom Starling. On And although um, they have a bench uh, player in Matt Frawley, um, the fact that he's not like an out-and-out hooker means that Starling should still get big minutes. I would have been a bit worried if Trevelyan held his spot on the bench, but the fact that he got dropped this week, I mean, he's amongst the reserves, but he's not in the team. So I think that's good news for Starling, and he's probably going to be a buy this week. Otherwise, it's going he's just going to get more and more expensive every week from now on. Just needs to get big minutes. I think yes, that's the main that's thing the main, for Starling. Yeah. As long as he's sitting around the 60-plus minute mark, he's a good buy. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, hold for the hooker? Yep, so for the hold, I was thinking Reed Mahoney, uh, 738k with a break even of 77. He's getting he's getting back into the swing of it. I think the first weeks weren't amazing, but he's definitely getting back there. He's not getting a lot of attacking stats at the moment, but he does have a really solid base, which is great for base points. Yeah, I think he's sitting in around the 40 to 45-ish points in base stats, but that's where he was kind of getting the big scores was those attacking stats, which Parramatta, yes, they've scored a lot of tries, but not really through the middle so far, and Mahoney hasn't really been that 
involved. So yeah, very good hold. I think a bit worrying though, because he was quite expensive and he's got a high break even, but yeah, still a hold. He's a, he's a keeper nonetheless. Mm -hmm. And a sell for hooker. I have Jake Turpin. A bit worrying because they have uh, Billy Walters on the bench. So Jake Turpin, 611k, a break-even of 53, was looking good to start the season, has held his price, has been scoring well, but Billy Walters on the bench means that he's going to lose minutes pretty drastically. Mm -hmm. Showed last round as well. I think he only played about 55 minutes, um, Turpin, so he's going to start dropping cash very quickly as long as Walters is on that bench. So probably best to sell him sooner rather than later. And at 611k, I mean, you've got a lot of um, room there to either bring in another, like, keeper level player or even downgrade him to a to a cheapie and then maybe you've got some space or oh, a bit of cash saved there for for clearing in the later rounds so not yeah. a bad option there to trade off definitely all right so let's jump into the mids now so for my buy i've chosen max king so he's 347k at the moment and his break even is negative 12 so he is a points per minute machine he is going to get you like at least for next week he's going to do a pretty good job. He's only playing about 35 to 40 minutes at the moment, but he is scoring pretty well. So it's definitely someone that you want to keep, I think. Yeah, pretty crazy. He's only scoring... He's scoring in the 50s, and he's only playing like 35 minutes. Yeah, yeah, not even half a game. Like, he's, I don't think he's hit 40 minutes yet. So the fact that he's keeping up those base stats, it's it's pretty incredible, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. It's surprising that a bench player is scoring 50-plus every round. So... If he keeps that up, he's going to be, you know, he'll make another 400k, I reckon, on top of what he's at at the moment. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, I have, uh, as a hold, I've got Ethan Bullimore. A lot of chat going around that you've got to sell him now because Andrew Davies coming to the team, but I don't think that's necessarily the case. Um, he's at 369k, has a break-even of 25. Yes, he had a rough round just last round, but... He only played about 30 minutes, so he's still got some cash to make over the next couple of weeks. It just depends what his minutes are going to look like with Andrew Davey um, named on the bench. It's a bit worrying, the fact that Davey's there and Schuster's coming in in a couple weeks' time, but I think he's definitely at least a hold for this round. If it turns out that next round, you know, he still only gets 20 to 30 minutes, that's when you probably pull the trigger on a trade because, yeah, it's not going to be good for him if he's not getting the time on the field. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I guess with the way Manly's currently performing, we probably don't necessarily want to hold on to any Manly players. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's the case for Turbo as well, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So for my sell, I have Ikamanu, 542k. His break even is 57. So Tigers currently aren't doing amazingly, as we've seen um, last round. It wasn't great. Um, And he's just not really getting the minutes that he should be getting. Yeah. So he's just not able to perform. It was yeah, it was so strange because the back end of last year he was getting he got into the starting squad, he was getting big minutes, and now all of a sudden comes into round one, gets, you know, fifty odd minutes, which isn't too bad, but then round two he only gets like thirty five minutes. I don't know what Yeah, and he only scored twenty seven as well last week. Yeah. Not good signs. Um I think you've pretty much got to trade him. The Tigers are looking they're in the bin at the moment. They're they're not going anywhere so oh, yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, fair to offload him and even some of the other Tigers players, fair to fair to start pulling the trigger on those guys as well. Yeah, I think that's probably a safe bet, especially if you are kind of struggling and you're not in that top 10,000. Yeah. I think getting rid of Tigers players actually might be beneficial. Yeah, I think the only Tigers player you probably keep is oh, Tuolangi. No. No? You, you're, it's like, actually, we'll be talking about him. <laughs> we'll be talking about him in a second. Let's, let's get to that. So moving on to the edge. 
how are you feeling about the buy? So yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not really confident on buying uh, an edge this week. There's not too many players that I'd be looking to buy this week in the edge position. Andrew Davey is maybe one of them. He's at 243k with a break even of 19. Has come into this manly team and did start quite well. Got a got about a point a minute off the bench, which is pretty good to see. Um, but it's you're buying based on potential with Davey. He is 243k, so he's very cheap. But with the fact that Schuster's coming back and Bullimore is still in the starting spot, his minutes aren't guaranteed. So a very risky buy. But he's probably the only buy that I'd be looking at if you need an edge at the moment. Yeah, sounds good. And now talking about uh, Tuolangi. So Daniel wrote Tuolangi. Um, so 332k with a break even of 25. I personally believe Nanai. He's 395k with a break even of 28. They both had pretty shocking weeks last week. Tuolagi did get a HIA, so he was taken off. Um, but they should start playing 80 and making more cash. Nanai more so than Tuolagi. I, I would agree with that. Yes, we have both of them as holds this week, Tuolagi <laughs> and Nanai. I think Nanai, like you mentioned, he's the safer option. He had 10 missed tackles, I think it was. 10 missed tackles and three errors on the no, weekend, yeah. which... Uh, he had an absolute shocker. Even if he halves those, he makes an extra 10 points. So I don't think he's necessarily a sell, but yeah, 100% a hold. He will go back to making cash in, in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Um, Tuolangi, he's obviously out this week, so it's a bit rough for him, but you can kind of use him as a loop for, for this round as well, which yes. is good. So um, yeah, keep that in mind, but definitely a hold for Tuolangi from my point of view, I guess, because you were very strong about That's my <laughs> point of view. Um, but yeah. yeah. And, and then it, for the sell... Yeah, so for the selves, I didn't have a particular player, but there's a lot of mid-tier, kind of heavily owned players, such as your, you know, your Britain Nakoras, Satili Tupanua, um, even Kenny Bromwich, he's quite owned as well. Yeah. Um, they're all kind of having a bit of a flop to the start of the season. Just not hitting the mark, really. Yeah, they're not. They're struggling. So I think if you want to make, if you want to sell one of them, this is the week to do it. They're only going to keep losing cash, and they're not. I know they're not. Very expensive, but 600k or 550k sitting in your team only scoring your 30s and 40s. You may as well pick up a cheapie and yeah, make some cash off them rather than just be picking up those kind and of getting scores. Getting average from you. points. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not good. I agree. Anyway, let's move on to the halves. Yeah, so my buy is Matt Burton. Um, 606k with a break even of 41. Good value. And it looks like he's definitely improving and the way he's playing is definitely improving as well. He's getting more points, he's got plenty of base stats. And he basically was in control of everything in regards to attack for the dog side. Yeah, absolutely. His round one score was a bit average, but the rain heavily affected that score. And he wasn't really, you know, getting the ball much. And just the weather always puts a dampener on attacking stats. And it's all base stats from there. So the fact that he kept up those base stats for round two, and he, you know, got a try assist, I think, in one of them um, this week. So, yeah, very good value there from Burton, I agree. Yeah. Uh, looking at the hold for the halves, I'm going to get a lot of shtick for this, but Lachlan Elias, you must hold this man. He is 293k, break even of 29. Look, put simply, the bunnies are struggling. There's there's not much you can do when they've really got no go forward in the middle and their halves on the back of that don't have much space to perform. Mm. Cody Walker hasn't looked himself either. He's really struggling in the halves and he's almost close to a sell, to be honest, as well. But you've got to give... Definitely Lachlan Elias time to kind of work his way into this Bunnies team. They will get better. There's no doubt about it. The Bunnies will come back stronger. They just need a bit of time. And Elias, with the with the price he was, he's fair enough to hold him and just chuck him on the emergencies this week. There's no harm in keeping him there. 
Anyway, that's my take. Respectfully disagree. You, I dropped him. You dropped him? I think, yeah. I haven't finalised it. I've just got the trade sitting. But I think I will. He's going to be your sell this week. TBD. I'll let everyone know before the end of the week if I've dropped him or not. <laughs> Righto. Fair enough. So my sell for this week is going to be Luke Curie. He's 691k and his break-even is about 80. Basically, him and Sam Walker are going to be sh- have been sharing a lot of stats. So basically means that Curie's probably not going to be able to reach that break-even of 80 just because of splitting all that work between the two of them. Yeah, I think I think you're right. He he was a big big point player that started last year before he got injured, but that was when he was playing with Lockie Lamb and he wasn't Lamb wasn't really taking much of his scoring potential away. So this year I think yeah, Kiri's really going to struggle, unfortunately. Yeah. So, moving on then to the centers, who is your buy? My buy for the centers, it's another one similar to the edge. Um I have Jesse Arthurs. I'm not 100% confident that he's a must buy. Um, at 309k and a break-even of 14, he's looking quite good replacing Vilea at the Warriors in that center spot. He's not an out-and-out must-have, but he does have some potential to make a little bit of cash while Vilea's out injured. And it's not 100% that Vilea's even going to come back in and take his spot either. So that is true. He, he might hold that center spot for the for the time being. And at 309k, he should make a bit of, bit of cash on top of that. Should probably even out at about 400k as long as he keeps scoring in those mid-30s. Sounds good. Okay, so who's your hold this week? My hold for this week is Tony Staggs. He's 548k and his break-even is 65. He is such a good player yeah, absolutely. On his, when he's on his best day. He just hasn't been getting the ball as much in the last two games. Yeah, I think a lot of the traffic has been heading towards the other edge of uh, Herbie Farnworth. So yeah. he's been getting a lot of play and a lot of ball. Um, you can you can even tell it by the amount of runs that they've been getting per game. Yeah. Katoni Staggs just needs the ball and he'll actually perform. Exactly. And so hold, I believe in him. Yeah, I think so. Um, he's not like he's not losing too much cash, but he should be scoring a lot better than that. So definitely a hold. Yeah, definitely. Who are you thinking for a sell? So based on your buy in the halves of Matt Burton, <laughs> yeah. my sell is Jake Avarillo. Surprisingly well-owned Jake Avarillo, actually. Um, he's at 526k. He has a break-even of 61. He's not the solo halfback anymore at the Dogs. And the fact that Matt Burton is picking up a lot of that responsibility means that, yeah, you can't really have Jake Avarillo anymore. He's just not going to be scoring the points. Um, I don't know why people jumped on Avarillo. He has never really been fantasy relevant unless he was that solo half last year. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, Burton's doing everything, so jump off Avarillo as soon as possible. I do like that is the direct quote as well on this. Don't know why you started with him, but jump off immediately. Yeah, I know. I put that down because I was I was just surprised by how many people actually owned him. So yeah, the pure <laughs> rage in that like. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess finally wrapping it all up with fullbacks. Um, my buy is Tylen May. He's three hundred k break even of twenty four. He's gonna be in the squad until Toro is back. I know it's risky choosing a junior winger, but I think seeing as like what he's going to be doing, what he's going to be covering, I think it's a pretty good pickup. Not a lot of money, a great option. Yeah, I think you're right. The fact that he's going to be having a similar role to To'o um, means that he should have some value in him. To'o hasn't started the season that great, but um, Taylor May, I mean, he's basement rookie price. I mean, there's not too much to lose. And if you're not happy with, you know, having an emergency of like a Monet or... Ilias, even though I think you should hold Ilias. Um, yeah, he's a good one to go to, I think. Give it a whirl. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, who are you thinking of your hold? I have received 
so many messages about Turbo in the last couple of days. It's unbelievable. So 883K and 127 point break even. Jesus. Turbo is a hold. The fact that you bought him for a million, it doesn't matter that you bought him for a million. You hold him even if he drops price. The fact that you've spent that much on him, that's what you thought he's worth. You're basically stuck with him now. I think so. Um, Look, you'll be kicking yourself if he comes out this week and he scores 100 and he proves you wrong. So don't be trading him. He's definitely a hold for this for the time being and for the season, um, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason now I'm going to be the devil's advocate. The only reason that you would sell Turbo at the price he is currently is if you're really, really struggling. So if you're outside the top thirty thousand or something like that, and you really need to pick up rank, you need to probably sell Turbo to bring in someone that's going to be a captaincy option because most likely you didn't have a captaincy option to begin with if you've spent a million in your winger fullbacks. So. Um, if you're spending, if you're selling turbo this week and you're pretty dead set on it, you need to pick up a captaincy option in the way of, you know, um, Payne Haas or a DCE has been doing okay as well. Um, but yeah, I think in general, if you've got turbo and you're still doing okay, just hold him at this point. There's no reason to sell him at all. I think our greatest win as a podcast is saying to not pick up turbo. Oh, from round one. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. We said, we We said to avoid this situation. If you did it. We yeah. did say not to. And there was definitely plenty of comments on the, the post that we put up in the first round <laughs> around not buying Turbo and not picking him as a captain if you did have him. And um, yeah. We were correct. Yeah, absolutely. And then finally wrapping it all up with my sell, kind of going in with my buy, Brian Turo. 629k with a break even of 90. He's going to be out for around about the next two months. So you can use his cash to bring in a couple of cheapies, make some cash in the meantime. If you don't have um, Cleary yet and you want to get him, it's a good way of trying to build a bit more money before he comes back. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd do the same thing. You cash out Toto for Tail and May. You've saved 300k there. 100%. And then you can get ready to bring in Cleary in a couple of rounds. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Love That's that. That's about it. So that about wraps up our buy, hold, sells for this week. Um, we're going to move on now to our questions that we popped into our Instagram at Pod. So our first question for this week is from Josh. And he says, Amoni and Ilias drop or hold, and is Josh King a buy? Oh, that's actually a good one. So we've already spoken about Amone and Ilias. They're, mm-hmm. in my view, they're both holds. Um, you could probably make a case there for Amone. I don't think, I'm not confident that he's going to get much more than about a 30 every week. He might have one or two weeks where he goes a bit higher, scores a try, gets a try assist. Um, I'm holding out for that because I've got him, him on my emergencies. So I'm just waiting for him to have one breakout week maybe get a price rise or two and then sell him. Mm-hmm. Ilias, I think, is a longer-term hold. The bunnies will come good, like I've mentioned, so hold him. So Josh King is a much more interesting one. I was on the bandwagon of buying him this week, but the fact that Brendan Smith was named amongst the reserves and that Harry Grant is out this week brings into question whether Smith will come straight back in. Um, yes, it probably means that Smith, if he even if he does come back in, it means King will still have one good week, but... If Smith comes back in, that means Josh King moves straight back to the bench the round after. So I think if you haven't jumped on Josh King yet, you can risk it and hope he gets another one or two weeks of price rises, but he's much more of a risk, in my opinion, now that Smith has been named. So I'd hesitantly avoid him, but I can see the value in Josh King because he's got a break-even of a nine, I think. So yeah, there's value there to be made. There's cash there to be made, but it's whether he stays in the squad long enough to get minutes is the question. So... I would probably just say to hold off and save a trade for a, a cheapie down the line. Nice. Thank you. Great. Um, Rory asks, how long can I wait to get Billy Walters? 
Oh, so you don't have Billy Walters in your team. Okay. Um, if you don't have Billy Walters, you just don't pick him up at this stage. Yes, he's got a low break even, but he's on the bench. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. you can't be sure that he's going to get enough minutes to score big each week. I have Walters in my emergencies. I had him from round one, just hoping that he would get the starting half squad, uh, spot. Um, but the fact Kelly's got that, it's good that he's held the bench spot. So if you have him, he's going to make a bit more cash over the next couple of weeks, but I wouldn't be wasting a trade Similar to Josh King. I wouldn't be wasting a trade to get him in only to have one or two weeks of price rises left. I think that's probably a waste. You probably yeah. want at least, you know, four to five weeks of price rises and about 100 to 150K by per trade, roughly. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so, next question is from Max. It's two parts. Is Bullimore, trade, is Bullimore a trade seeing Davey may take his 80 minute roll um, of an edge and his low points per minute? And then we've already spoken what to do with um, Ilias, but what to do with Billy Smith? Uh, okay, I'll cover up the last one first mm-hmm. just because it's easier. Billy Smith's a sell, pretty straightforward. Um, Bullimore, I think he's, like we've spoken about, yeah. he's a hold for another week or two just to see how Davey pans out in the squad. It probably means that he's not going to play 80 anymore, but Bullimore still can make a few price rises. If he doesn't meet his break even this week, it means he's a sell next week, but he's definitely a hold for this round, that's for sure. Yeah, fantastic. Um, then we've also got, why is Kyle not playing for the Bulldogs? And Jake is. Uh, yeah, so Flanagan, I think Kyle Flanagan is what he means, and Jake Avarillo, who is yeah. playing. Um, Kyle Flanagan, look, he he hasn't looked good for the last two years. Simple as that. Even in the trials, Flanagan looked very poor, and Avarillo looked yeah. at least competent. Mm-hmm. So I think that pretty much sums it up for Trent Barrett's decision. He's just put Jake Avarillo in there because he's younger, and he has a bit more potential. Flanagan, he's really been struggling. I don't see him doing anything more in the NRL. He probably needs to go to the Super League at this point and maybe come back better like um, Hastings did, something like that. Nice. Unfortunate, but that's yeah, the way it is. I agree. <laughs> Cutthroat. Um, is Nanai still a buy? Yes. Um, I can understand how people are a bit hesitant after his 17 last <laughs> yeah. week, but it means that he didn't have a huge price rise either so he's actually considerably i think he's still under 400 under 400k i think we said 395 before so yes i would say he's still a buy but i can understand why people are a bit hesitant i i don't think there's a ton of risk he's still going to be playing 80 minutes on an edge um but it means that he does he's a bit fiend for a bit of a missed tackle so i'd be a bit worried about that bit cautious yeah a bit yeah. cautious because he, he missed 10 tackles i mean geez that doesn't happen often Not so. ideal. Yeah. but even if yeah like i mentioned before if he only has half of those missed tackles it's another 10 points in his pocket yeah. so yeah i think he's still a buy amazing um luke asks do i sell teddy teddy i thought teddy had a good game last round teddy i think tedesco got 60 63 or 64 points no he's let me have a check is is he a sell is no is the answer <laughs> why would you sell tedesco after he's just had one of the better rounds that he's had. I know they didn't play well in the first round, the Roosters, but yeah, he's definitely a hold. Yeah, 63 last week, so yeah, I'd say. Season-long hold, no no need to get rid of him. 100%. Um, Dane asks, you've already kind of answered this one, do you keep Turbo and cop the price reductions or trade him for a player similar in price like DCE? Yeah, so like I said, if, if you need a captaincy option, a sideways trade from Turbo to DCE is good, but... If you still have another captain, say you already have Haas in your team or, you know, someone of the like that's going to be scoring big like a Yo or... I mean, Gagai's been scoring well, but I wouldn't rely on him. But, yeah, Yo or Haas, two big big minute mm-hmm. middle forwards, um, I would hold Turbo if you have either of those two. But yeah. if you need a captain, yeah, to DCE is a good good option. Amazing. Should I get Hiku? 
Oh, that's an interesting one. Um, Hiku, he's been scoring quite well from memory um, on in the centres there. I think his average is around the 40 to 45 mark. Um, he's, it's really hard actually because Hiku historically has been very up and down. He'd be a good scorer one week and then a poor um, scorer yeah. the next. Um, but this season, so far, the first two rounds, he's looked pretty good. I think for the price he's at now, though, 419k, probably not the best buy. I think yeah. you're probably looking for a cheaper option, especially in your centers. Maybe go someone to build a bit of cash, like a who we talking about before. Jesse Arthas is good. And if um, if you have someone to fill in for a center, maybe go a cheaper winger fullback like mm-hmm. a Taylor and May this week. Um, but I would probably avoid Hiku just because at that price and in the center, sl- center spot, it's not worth having him. Yeah, I'd say, like, so far, it's only been two rounds. He's played very consistently, and he's scored very consistently. So he's scored in the, the mid to high 40s both rounds. And so I think that if you want, it's be a good idea to hold off, but definitely keep an eye on him, because I think the value will drop, potentially, for him. I think I don't think he's going to drop in price. If he keeps scoring around the mid 40s, he's not going to drop in value, but... I, I just think you probably at this point in the season you probably want to make more money than yeah, going you don't for a want player to be stagnant yeah exactly because if you're picking up Hiku now you probably want to keep him in your team long term so I think best to go cheaper and make some cash first yeah so Gene asks will Leo Thompson get minutes now that Fitzgibbons is out so I'm a bit cold on Thompson still I know he had a good good round in round two round one was a bit average but he he played well because Clemmer was out, not because Fitzgibbon got injured. So I think the person that's going to benefit from Leo Thompson being out is uh, Mitch Barnett, who moves into the starting spot. I think they're running with three big minute, oh, three forwards on the bench tonight. So I think that's Matt Croker, Leo Thompson, and Jeremiah Messia. So I don't think that he's a buy Thompson at this stage. If you had him from round one, that's great. He's going to be a slow burn, make a bit of cash off the bench. But at this point in time, he's not a buy for me. Are you guys going to clear Cleary this week if he has been named to start? We've already said this. Yeah. So, like, probably not. I think with Cleary, um, he's come. He's on the reserve, so he might play. There's a good chance he won't. I'd say wait a couple rounds. He's probably going to come off the bench when he even does get named. I don't think he's going to probably play. They don't need him to play straight away. Yeah. So I think that I'd hold off for maybe a little bit, see if you can try and get some more cash over the next few weeks. And then, yeah, definitely pick him up once. What do you reckon? We need to, you need to have about three to 400K probably in reserve ready for him? I think so, yeah. Because then you can trade at least someone that's around the five to 600K mark. Because you don't want to be trading also like your better players now. For, for Cleary. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you made that as your plan from the get-go, fine. But I think a lot of people didn't. And I mean, I know for a fact I tried to balance my team out where I could try and make a bit of cash as well by the time that Cleary did get back. So that's how I'd probably try and try and work it around at least. Yeah, try to save a bit of cash with your trades over the next couple of weeks. And yeah, then look to get Cleary in after he has one or two games. Um, that's probably the best advice yeah. you could give. You don't want to be dropping one one million on a player that hasn't played yet and then might not play this round as well. Yeah, I agree. And then final question from Bo. Not fantasy related, but who are your picks to win the premiership this year? Jesus, that's an early call. That's very early. Um, do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Um, so at the moment, I mean, we've only seen two rounds, but the Panthers without Cleary have looked by far the best team I should have gone so first. Far. Yeah, you should have gone first. That's what you wanted <laughs> to say, right? Yeah. Like, it wasn't... It's not even the fact that, you know, 
Sean O'Sullivan's been amazing. I think it's their middle forwards that have actually been the best part of Panthers. James Fisher-Harris, Isaiah Yo, Moses Leota, even though he's out, they're both out injured, I think, this week. Mm-hmm. Um, they have just set the platform for the rest of the team. Isaiah Yo is just an absolute gun in the middle of the park for them. And yeah, the Panthers look like they're going to go on to win this year as well. Um, yeah, I think... It's hard to judge. I mean, it's only been two rounds, but they look by far the favourites. And especially without Cleary, it's like they're only going to get better, really. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I was going to say the Storm are doing okay, but I feel like they're kind of struggling a little bit. Like, I mean, the Tigers in the first round, yeah. They held it to them for the first half, to be honest. And then they didn't, they only just escaped the Rabbitohs. Exactly. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, the Rabbitohs last week. And so I was pretty confident that the Storm were probably going to crush it this season. But now I'm not so sure. You can so, pick the Panthers. I, no, I think the Panthers. <laughs> yeah. I do. No, I'm, I'm just kind of saying I think why? the Storm yeah. will do well. But I don't. I, that's the reason why I think the Panthers are going to do better. Yeah. So it's more the teams that are around the that were around the Panthers last year, and the fact that like the Roosters, the Bunnies, the Storm, Parramatta, they're all just struggling to start the season. Parramatta conceding points left, right, and center. The Roosters got beaten by the Knights in the first round. The Knights, to be fair, they're looking kind of good at the moment um, without a you know an obvious half. I know Close they haven't th- played anyone particularly special yet, yeah. but but they're they're doing really well. That's the thing. So all the teams that were in the top six last year really struggling, and yeah, the Panthers look clear favorites at the moment. All right, well, that's all our questions for this week. Um, we normally put out the post on a Monday, I think. So um, make sure you follow us on at Footy Brains Pod on Instagram. So when we do drop the questions, you can pop your questions in as well and we can answer them in next week's podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Getting keen for round three. Let's go. Yeah. Hopefully I can make some good trades this week. Finally start getting some points. Yeah, hopefully it's not a sub 800 scoring round this I week again. I cannot do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, amazing. Well, thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next time.